1: So let's travel the world together. She can make it easy and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bag checks, no pat down. She's talking from the skies and sending lives of feel good sounds. Oh, Betty in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling. There's no doubt. B-b-b- Betty and the jets. She's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high heel shoes. Got her wings on, too, you know.
2: Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty, I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have stories about birds, bribes, blankets, dragons, drinks, weddings, windows elephants and lovers the song for this episode is by rebecca Sala at rebecca she's very talented and she wants to become a flight attendant hopefully that'll all work out for her let's get on with the show so I've been going to physical therapy, and I've been impressed. Uh, I've never been to physical therapy. I actually really have had very few injuries in my life. I've been very fortunate. I'm impressed with the physical therapist and the physical therapist assistants because, I mean, they do a really valuable service getting people back on their feet. There's people in there that have had strokes and serious injuries, and I'm in there with my fat ankle uh so i've been enjoying uh talking to them and um there's two i've been working with and uh i thought i had mentioned to both of them that i did a podcast but i guess i only mentioned it to one and uh, i was doing these exercises where basically you walk the line like a sobriety test and i fail (laughs) i guess my ankle's too weak for it (laughs) it's a good thing i'm not getting tested by the cops for alcohol consumption. So, uh, I was doing that and we were just talking, uh, it was a Friday. So there weren't as many people in there. And, um, she asked me about how clean the plane was because she's talking about measles. And then I mentioned, it's a strange line, <laughs> to connect. But then I mentioned air marshals. I'm not sure. Oh, I know why. Because I was saying how um, she asked about how clean it is. And I said, oh, the air marshals are always wiping down their their seats there. They got all of them have wipes. They're wiping, wiping, wiping. And then, um, you know, she probably hadn't had any air marshal talk for a long time, if ever, <laughs> doing physical therapy. And uh, I said, oh, I have a funny air marshal story. And she was like, OK, you know, I'm sure they get tired of talking about swelling and range of motion. (laughs) So, you know, something different. So I'm doing my little things and I have to like walk on my toes. And uh, I said, oh, well, we had this nice air marshal in the galley. And this is a story I told a little ways back, but I'm going to retell it quick, just in case someone hasn't heard it. But I'm telling her, yeah, you know, we were talking and then it was time to do the service. So the air marshal left and then he comes back to the galley later and we're talking and um, we're putting stuff away. And he just starts slowly putting a boot out And a few minutes later, another boot out and thinking, does he want us to compliment his shoes? You know, we're just like, oh, what's he doing? He had gone back to his seat while we were doing the service and listened to the podcast. I had mentioned the podcast and he listened to the, the one on Ecuador. And then he said, look at my feet, look at my feet, because of the story about the blue-footed boobies, where the, the birds are the healthiest. If they have the bluer, the feet, the healthier the birds. So the males do this, look at my feet, look at my feet dance, like waddling, showing their feet. And uh, then she says, she liked the story, but then she said, uh, what's your podcast about? Birds? <laughs> <laughs> what's your podcast about? Birds? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> well, not normally. <laughs> it's about airline travel stories. And then, uh, because at this point, uh, she neither of us were doing any exercise. And the other one is like, what are you two laughing about over there? You're not doing anything for her ankle. <laughs> Always causing trouble. This is a new segment called Old News. Because I I tend to write my, I jot notes for myself. Um, I write things on napkins. I, I have notes for um, possible fiction ideas and podcast stories. And when I get home from a trip, lots of times I'll have a bunch of scribbles. And I'll put it, I actually have an old vintage like train case that I put all those possible stories in. And it's a good thing that I do it in case there's times like this where like, ah! I'm not flying, (laughs) so I can go in my vintage train case and pull out some stories that I meant to tell and didn't. Okay, so this happened to a major airline. Oh, boy, this story. A major airline announced they had to fire two of its employees after they allegedly engaged in sexual intercourse mid-flight on the plane's PA system was on. That's a bad day at work. The two pilots were operating a Boeing 747 carrying 412 passengers from Manila to Los Angeles when the speakers in the plane's passenger area started to emit strange noises. 71 year old Betty Garrison can't beat that. It's the 71 year old's name is Betty. was aboard with her husband and says that both flight attendants and passengers were shocked when the unidentifiable sounds turned into what was like a gay porn soundtrack. At first, we heard strange sounds and thought someone was entering the cockpit and was wrestling the pilots, but then it became clearer as we heard disgusting things. According to Betty Garrison, flight attendants rapidly ran to the cockpit to warn the pilots, And they started knocking on the cockpit door and knocking and knocking, but the pilots ignored them and continued for several minutes before they finally answered the door. We could clearly hear the poor girls yelling and banging on the door, but the two men complained about it while they continued doing what they were doing. Over 30 passengers filed complaints with the airline upon their arrival in Los Angeles, and the company decided to act swiftly. In a brief press conference, the airline announced that it had launched an investigation and that both pilots were fired. Oh, my gosh. I I, I don't want to say I feel sorry for the pilots, but I do in a way just because they go through so much training. They make good money. I mean, talk about a bad, bad, bad decision. I mean, pilots are not usually known for being dumb, but this was dumb, dumb, dumb. I feel like I've been grounded. (laughs) I I actually don't know what to do with myself. I uh, I do know. uh, I've just been working. I've been doing audiobooks and I've been writing and I've been fixing. I didn't even realize a lot of the podcast was... Messed up whenever they switched over to iTunes optimization. That on Apple Podcasts, all the descriptions were messed up and the numbers were messed up. And maybe I have been ignoring the podcast. Uh, uh, I just looked at it on iTunes and it all looked fine. Anyway, that's it. I, basically I've been doing giant projects that aren't really that much fun. They're just a lot of work. Um, so then in audiobooks, all that stuff. Anyway, I realized about this being grounded, is that I've been traveling nonstop for decades. I mean, everyone has a lifestyle and that's my lifestyle. I mean, I tried to think about any length of time I've been off and when I've been off, I've gone somewhere. So uh, the only other times is I had a week or two of jury duty at one point in los angeles i had a little time off when i had a birthmark removed from my leg and they had to have a because it was on my knee you, you couldn't move your knee so i basically was hobbling around like this then but uh this is a long time to be grounded for me and i realized i don't like it <laughs> uh, but i have lots of time for things like uh twitter and somebody was uh, recommending, uh that they put like in Twitter l- language at Sky Betty, and another person wrote, "Who or what is a Sky Betty?" And I thought oh, I ask myself that sometimes too. You know, I guess you could say it's questionable whether you should put some content from another podcast in your podcast, but I personally feel like it's okay if you're basically promoting them and saying how much you like it, and they might find new listeners. So I, my new favorite podcast is called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, and here she is talking about her on the airplane.
0: Paula Poundstone! When I travel now, I've come up with this new system. Now I've been flying for like 30 30- years, Eight years, maybe, conservatively. I think 37 and a half. Perhaps, but it wasn't until just recently that I came up with this brilliant idea, which is that I put um, a blanket all the way over my head with my baseball cap. It creates sort of a little... Sort of a, a flannel cousin, it kind of look. It's a little isolation <laughs> right. Uh, room. Right. Do, do you do this at the airport or on the plane? No, I do it on the plane. Although now that you mention it, I may start to do it at the airport. I'm sorry, I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great idea. Is All it right, really? So the other day, I bought some. I, I I bought some Dunkin' Donuts, which I try, and I got well my regular, which is a chocolate honey glazed and a jelly donut, and uh. Any coffee with that? I got. Oh no, I don't believe in it. Because uh, a lot of people like Dunkin' Donuts for the coffee. You know what? To cut the flavor that way. That's okay. a mistake. Okay. Um, so... Uh, too, in fact, had I had coffee... So I a I honey, can't...
1: maple chocolate glaze, and a, and a jelly donut.
0: Yeah. So now I get on the plane, I, I put the blanket over my head, creating this little world that I live in, and I, I reach down, and I and me. I pull up my bag of donuts, and I begin to eat, which must have been, I'm sure the person beside me could just hear like, like inside.
1: I'm going to start with the wisdom of your, your little blanket-based pup tent. <laughs>
0: No, the blanket-based
1: pup tent has been working
0: out spectacularly.
1: Well, I think I can see that you think so, but that I might think be the oxygen good... deprivation talking.
0: No, I don't think it's good for dining. I don't think I'm it's good for breathing. Particularly for no, it's fine for. It's a thin blanket. Okay. Get under this blanket I have here now. Uh, oh. It, you know what it is? This is very cozy. It's the invisibility cloak. That's what right. it is. I go under the invisibility cloak and no I one knows I'm there. I imagine what it's
1: like to sit next to you on a plane where there's this individual covered with a blanket and then there's slurpy jelly sounds coming from within well, it.
0: I think people are comforted when I put the blanket over me because of what it means is I'm not going to be interrupting them. It definitely means I told that. you about the time Gina Davis sat beside me and I kept yes. trying to engage her in conversation. Right. And if she uh, knew the blanket trick, it, well, she would have been saved a lot of aggravation. If she, had, <laughs> if she had seen me put the blanket over my head you know what i still would have talked to her i'm starting to think that maybe i I should bring an emergency
1: blanket to this podcast
0: (laughs) i would i would have (laughs) just i would have had my blanket with my hat brim underneath and i still would have turned to gina davis and said Uh, yeah i just uh i kept trying to get her to talk to me i know i said what are you gonna do during cross check
1: yeah i remember that i remember that story nothing from gina davis it's not wouldn't, a good conversation starter. she wouldn't
0: respond at nobody ball. does
1: anything during cross check except the people conducting the cross check
0: I, no i think that i'm still upset that gina davis wouldn't talk to me all right um if any of our listeners happen to know gina davis yeah let her know that i'm miffed
1: a little miffed it's been a few years now right
0: it doesn't matter You're to me still it's like it was you. yesterday okay great okay yeah.
2: From Rebecca, the same one that the beautiful song came from. If you're planning a trip to Indonesia to see a Komodo dragon after watching Game of Thrones, we have some bad news for you. The Indonesian government has decided to shut down all tourist visits to Komodo Island for 2020 because, get this, smugglers keep stealing the enormous lizards to sell them on the black market. People are stealing dragons. The meeting concludes that the Komodo Island will be shut down in January 2020. Originally, officials wanted to just limit the numbers of visitors to the Komodo Island, but decided to instead close the island to tourism after authorities busted a smuggling ring in which 41 Komodo dragons had been taken off the island and sold abroad for more than $35,000 apiece. Uh... This is all crazy to me. Uh, the Komodo dragons are a species of lizard that are native to the Indonesian islands. Uh, they are the largest living species of lizard. <laughs> they are the largest living species of lizard with some adults growing up to 10 feet ten feet. So tell me what are these crazy people gonna do with a 10 foot long dragon lizard? Where are they gonna put it? What do you do with a $35,000 dragon? People are crazy. This came uh, via email from listener Ja, or J-A. She uh, sent me this article about a flight attendant who accidentally spilled drinks on a passenger that turned out to be the CEO of the company. Madison, her name is Maddie, was working on a flight from Phoenix to Dallas and serving drinks during the boarding process to first-class passengers. She wrote, I have a full tray of drinks on it when a passenger in front of me stops in the aisle and backs up. He bumps into the tray and the drinks go flying. And the drinks landed on, you guessed it, the CEO." She wrote, Guys, I've been working for the airline for four years, and not once, not once have I ever spilt a drink on a passenger. I was mortified. I wanted to drop dead right in the aisle. Like, am I still employed? I'm still slightly traumatized and embarrassed. Luckily, he was super cool and a good sport about it. Later, he came back, and we chatted for a while and joked about it for the rest of the flight. When he was getting off the plane, he told me he'd never forget me. I guess that's something, right? Most people never even meet their CEO, let alone shower them with beverages. But it was too good of a story not to tell. Accidents happen. Whoops. Maddie. Uh, So this story reminded me of my own incident with a CEO. Uh, It was quite a few years ago, I think two or three CEOs ago. And it was a CEO that people weren't especially fond of and were a little afraid of. And he's going to be on our flight from LA. And I'm the most junior person on the trip. And so they say, well, you're serving him because we don't want to serve him. And I was thinking, great. (laughs) Okay. And now here's the kicker. I also had never been on that aircraft type before. Uh, You know, we're trained on all the airplanes, uh, but if you don't get on that plane for years, you know, because it's on certain routes, uh, you're not going to be familiar. I mean, you'll know how to do the important stuff, the doors and uh, the exits and everything, but you're not going to be real familiar with the seats and stuff when you've never even seen them before. So now I got the CEO. I'm on a plane that I've never been on before. And I think, oh, I, I can pull this off. No problem. I'll just be nice and smile. So he says to me, uh, how do I get this out? And he's pointing at something in his um, first class seat. And I said, uh, what is it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that that makes me seem real knowledgeable. And he's like, the screen. I'm like, oh. So I just played with it, and I got it out. And then later on, he said, hey, can you help me? I want to make a PA uh, to all the passengers on the plane. And I'm thinking, "Uh, I don't know if I can help you. I said, "Uh, let me see. (laughs) I'm looking at the phone for the first time. And luckily, I was able to do it. I'm like, yeah, here. (laughs) So uh, it ended up being fine. But uh, just recently, I had another incident like that. I was on a plane a new plane that we have i had been trained on it like a year before never been on it before again the same sort of thing you know you're trained on all the important stuff but like the little things uh we learn as we go it's like learn on the job so uh, i'm working in first class and they've got those like suites you know they got doors and they got their own little like room and there's all kind of buttons and stuff and uh the, and it has a cappuccino machine and uh espresso machine and uh you know, they had told us, showed us how to use the machine, but that was like a year ago and I hadn't used it. And the other flight attendants I uh, was working up there with, they didn't know either. And um, this passenger says, uh, I'll have an espresso. And I'm like, all righty, I'll beep. Back in a bit. (laughs) I'm thinking, I don't know how long it's going to take me to come back. And me and the other flight attendant are in the galley. We're we're hitting buttons and buttons and, uh, you know, finally we got it to go. But again, it uh, doesn't um, come off that well. But hey, but I didn't spill drinks on the CEO. So I guess that's something. I'd like to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon. You went to my website first, BettyInTheSky.com. It doesn't cost you any more. You can even bookmark it. And it supports the show, and I like to see what people buy. Sometimes I actually have to click on what somebody buys because I think this one was homesick scented candle. And I was like, who wants a sick scented candle? <laughs> but they're actually for states. So it's like homesick scented West Virginia, homesick scented Tennessee interesting and uh somebody bought cool yeah steel garage storage hooks i just like the title cool yeah and then somebody bought marjo of the only and she actually reviewed it which is so nice i'm supposed to be asking i think for you guys to review the podcast because that helps the podcast and the numbers but what really warms my heart is when somebody reviews the books and kathleen wrote the title was oh my Betty has done it again. Her storytelling ability is truly a gift. I am in shock by the ending of this story. Did not see that coming. I hope there'll be another book soon. And I'll tell you, that was so nice because I didn't see the end of that book coming. Sometimes you have an idea of what you're going to write. And then as you're writing it, you realize, oh, this is how the story should go. Sometimes uh, I have listened to other authors. I don't call myself an author yet, but um, say that uh, sometimes the story flows through you. And so, that's what I, I kind of ask. I kind of look up at the clouds and I go, uh, I invite you to flow through me. <laughs> Just stupid. And um, But sometimes uh, that's how the story turns and changes. And I did not see the end of that story coming either.
1: Take a walk on a
0: wire. It's real and it's thrilling.
2: Now, this comes from listener Dave uh, from Australia. I thought I'd write and tell you about my son, Roland, who is a big fan of yours. We've listened to all of your podcast episodes and always get the new ones right away so we can listen to them on our way to and from school. Roland and I love your stories of the numbskulls on the plane and your travels around the world. He's even read all of your books. Roland is a huge airline nut and has a particular interest in the work of airline flight attendants. It's interesting. He operates an airline for now imaginary called Roll Air and loves to prepare and practice its emergency procedures. That's actually quite interesting. When he was a little younger, I built him a full size airline meal cart in my workshop and he served the family dinner from it for months. Now, Roland is Having his 11th birthday coming up May 29th, and he would be completely delighted if you were to wish him a happy birthday on your podcast. So, happy birthday, Roland! Uh, When you're talking about uh, making that full size airline meal cart, well, there's a, when I was based in LA, there was a famous flight attendant or infamous flight attendant. Uh, She's just really fun, Uh, the life of the party. And um, she was having a party. For like a big birthday, maybe fortieth, and um, I didn't get to go, but everybody was saying you aren't gonna believe what she's serving drinks from. She was serving drinks from one of our airline's beverage carts, and um, that wouldn't be that surprising because um, uh, where the airline is headquartered, they will sell stuff uh, from the airline when they're done using it, kind of like you know at the museum or whatever. But ah. Uh, we didn't have that in L.A. And uh, the only way she got that beverage cart was to roll it out of the airport. <laughs> I don't know for sure she really did. But that's the story. Is She just rolled a cart out of the airport and into a truck and took it.
0: <laughs> step and you and fall.
2: This is from my other favorite podcast, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, from NPR. Ready to go?
1: Yes. Here is
2: the first limerick.
1: With my veil through the pre-check I'm heading. The best man's late flight we are dreading. Still, Terminal 3 is the right place to be. Southwest is the theme of our...
2: Wedding. Yes,
1: wedding. <clears> Have <throat> you ever gotten off a flight with a dry mouth while also having to pee and thought, gee, I wish I was getting married right now. Then take a tip from a couple who got married at a baggage claim in the Cleveland airport. Don't laugh. Have you been to Baggage Carousel 6? It is the Paris of Ohio. (laughs) The couple chose to get married at the Southwest baggage claim because they met there 12 years earlier. And Southwest, uh, charmed by this, uh, promised any day now that their bags will show up. (laughs) No, that's not true. What is true is that Southwest donated airline snacks for the reception. Oh, jeez. And as a treat, even let the bride and groom have a full can of soda. Sadly, however, because they checked in late, they weren't able to stand next to each other.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This came from listener Steve, and it said, Flight attendants in America have been found to be selling desirable assignments to their colleagues again a year ago one airline uh, began to investigate staff who were using their seniority to get the most sought after routes and then selling them for an average price of around $200 to more junior flight attendants now another airline has found evidence that their cabin crew is doing this also and it's threatening to fire employees who participate well this has always been illegal and i don't see much of it i you hear rumors that people are doing stuff you know shady stuff I have you hear things from time to time and I was hearing that some of people senior to me uh junior people because you're not allowed to pay somebody for their trips you know so that's that could be like a loophole so money and I heard that some senior flight attendants were having some junior flight attendants like clean their house <laughs> and then they'd give them a trip it's crazy and then I got an email. I don't know. It's a few Christmases ago, Christmas time. And I got an email from someone I don't know, and uh, and it's in the company email, uh, because I don't know them. And uh, the email said, "I'll give you two hundred and fifty candy canes if you give me your trip." I think it was like to Tokyo, and I was, I'm so stupid. I was like, well, "I don't like candy canes, uh." Why would I want 250 candy canes? And, uh, and I'm thinking, I don't think anyone likes candy canes. It's a weird email. And then it was like, oh, <laughs> they're saying candy canes is like code for $250. And it's like, uh, no, thanks. You can keep your candy canes. I've been meaning to make this soundbite for a long time for a segment uh, because I don't feel like there's enough good news out there. So this segment is... is Sappy! Sappy. That's right. Come on, get sappy. I know I'm silly, Uh, but this came uh, from a listener, and it said, Hello, Betty. My name is Danusha, and I'm writing to you from Canberra, Australia. My husband, Jeremy, and I have been listeners of your show from the beginning. Jeremy is from a flying background, and he feels a warm glow when you use all the technical jargon. You have seen Jeremy and I through many long road trips around Australia. Two interstate moves, two pregnancies, a marathon labor, overseas travel, and quality family time together. We often repeat your podcasts. They are so hilarious. Oh, that just makes my day. Our children, Callum, 8, and Fryme, 6, love to listen to your podcasts. They demand to be played as meditation to go to sleep every evening. (laughs) More often than not, we find them snorting with laughter in their bedrooms listening to you, not asleep at all. That's so sweet. Thank you for giving us so many countless hours of hilarious laughter. We love listening to, this is in quotes, our Betty, and consider you one of the family. Oh my gosh, that was the nicest thing. (laughs) Just a quick Patreon update. Thank you for any of you who joined and became patrons. I like the word patrons. I added a couple new tiers. I put a tar audiobook tier and also a um, $25 tier for a business shout out. Like it'd be at the end before, you know, well, that's about it for this episode of and not a whole ad, just a shout out. Kind of like you guys might want to check out Carol's crab removal service at www.getridofthosecrabs.com. You know, because of the crab in my condo. <laughs> and if I start to get a bunch of those shout outs, or if I get a sponsors or two, which would be nice, uh, <laughs> I will offer a tier that's an ad-free version. Maybe come out a day early, because I don't want to bother you guys with a bunch of crab ads. Seeds grow where they will. This came from a listener named Johnny. He said, uh, last year I was on a jet... Blue Flight trying the new mint class. It was an interesting setup and they definitely found a creative way to make first class compact. Well, on this flight there were two nice young flight attendants working mint and an apparently famous rapper was sitting across from me and I could see the attendants were having a good time catering to him. At one point, I noticed a blonde girl in a party dress barged right up to our section from the back of the plane, plopped down next to this rapper and started flirting. Now, this was a red-eye flight, and uh, I eventually fell asleep. I woke up to the we have just begun our final approach landing soon announcement. Still half asleep, I jumped up, rounded the corner, and shot into the bathroom directly behind me as I needed to, well, for lack of better word, P, I did my thing and of course washed my hands. The sink basin filled up with my usual more than necessary hand washing, taken to a deeper extreme on any airplane, and being the OCD person that I am, I decided to let the sink drain before leaving. It was taking a long time. I stood there and watched and it drained slowly. As I was standing watching the water go down, I noticed the plane seemed to slow down and then glide to a stop. The sink finally drained. I opened the bathroom door and as I stepped out, there was an audible gasp like a choir from the passengers in the cabin like, holy shit, he, he, he was in the bathroom when we landed. I went into just-act-natural mode and casually tried to just slip into my seat. If I could have disappeared into the seat, I would have. In my head, I was like, holy crap, the plane just landed and I was standing in the bathrobe! So this comes from listener Steve, who is so nice about sending things, and it's from Paleo Future. And it's about weird airlines, or maybe weird-ass airlines. <laughs> There was a religious airline of the 1980s that fell apart because the co-founders accused each other of being cult leaders in the league with the devil. And there was a smoking-friendly airline in the 1990s that wanted to hand out free cigarettes. They were just airlines that were too odd for this world. The 1980s was filled with plenty of brands that tried to profit from the excess of the me generation, more commonly called the baby boomers these days. So it seemed only natural that the 1980s would give America an airline that was supposed to embody the selfishness and snobbery of America's worst generation. Billionaire casino owner Kirk Kerkorian started MGM Grand Air just for them. Here's a little video from uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous.
1: ...ultimate wings of luxury. MGM Grand, the airline that put the class back into first-class air travel, has made some changes in its bi-coastal service. Its new fleet of DC-8 Super 62s are even roomier and more luxurious than before.
0: The first time, in fact, that I ever flew MGM Grand Air to go to New York, I was very sick. I got on the flight, And they made up a compartment for me that is a full bed. I mean, not just a little pull down, a full bed with linens, pillows. I thought I had died and gone to heaven, and I got well on that
2: flight.
1: Uh, A Gimme a Break style flip for MGM's Dream Girl Treatment.
2: You hear about the old movie stars being treated so special and the seats. It's better than the Concord. The Concord, no offense, Concord, but your seats are too tight before anyone says leave out
1: my weight, Shut up. All-star passengers include Tom Cruise, Kathleen Turner, Jacqueline Smith, Al Pacino, and Elliot Gould. This is a a lot of fun, and I'm sure it's very interesting to a majority of people who don't get an opportunity to experience this kind of uh, luxury and grandeur. And uh, I'm here to say that uh, if I can do it, you can do It can indeed get better, and with MGM Grand... That's not just pie in
2: the sky. I thought this one was interesting. Smokers Express and I worked for People's Express. I never heard of Smokers Express. It's because apparently it never got off the ground. But when the FAA banned smoking on almost all domestic flights in 1990, plenty of people were upset and even claimed to be being discriminated against. But two Florida businessmen decided to do something about it. Their plan was to charge people a $25 quote-unquote membership to the airline, making it like a private travel club instead of a traditional airline. It wasn't just going to be smoking and free lottery tickets that were going to make this airline unique. The airline wanted to sell ads on the side of their planes. Actually, that's not a bad idea, but that one never got off the ground. I think this one sounded like kind of a good idea. This was from 19... 89 to 2005, it was called Casino Express Airlines. <laughs> just like there was an airline that wanted to cater to smokers, uh, there have been other airlines with a single-minded shtick in mind. Uh, but unlike Smokers Express, Casino Express actually got off the ground. It was founded in 1987 and started in 1989 with just one uh, 737. The airline flew from the Red Lion Hotel and Casino in Elko, Nevada. <laughs> to cities like portland oregon seattle santa fe and el paso the flights were very affordable starting at just 49 dollars round trip uh, but naturally those prices were low because they were banking on the fact that the travelers would be spending money in the casino And quick announcement, Marjo the Only, Uganda Unchained, the third book in the Tar Collection, audiobook is out. Boy, that's a lot of time in the closet. (laughs) Closet slash recording studio. Uh, It gets quite toasty in there. Uh, So here are a few bloopers from the closet. In a stern, harsh tone that she was unfamiliar with, he said, Absolutely not. In a stern, harsh tone, she was unfamiliar Again In a stern, harsh tone that she was unfamiliar the what mood Again. All right, he's not repulsive. He's definitely fit, dressed to the nines. Dressed to the nines, presumably over came from listener John and it's from Sora News 24. When the cabin attendants came around asking if we wanted something to drink, the man beside me blurted out, you could get me a window. I was supposed to have a window seat. Apparently the passenger had presumably chosen a window seat, but rather than being greeted with a stunning view of pristine white clouds outside, there was only a blank cabin wall where the window should be. So the flight attendant later on came back with a piece of paper with a window drawn on it, and she taped it to the wall. That's pretty good thinking. (laughs) It said, It's not known if the man appreciated the azure blue clouds and the tranquil ocean featured on the drawing, but the Japanese passengers sure did. They said, I thought that was real clever. Great thinking by the flight attendant. From the way he's sleeping, I'd say the dude was satisfied. I don't know where I found this story. I was just, I clicked on one thing, and then there was another thing, and I went down a elephant rabbit hole. Uh, so this comes from Direct Expose. So I'll put a link to that. And it says, back in 1983, Bubbles, the elephant, was rescued in Africa after attack by poachers on her family left her orphaned. The baby elephant was one of the lucky ones, though, who would find a safe home in the U.S. amid a 20-year poaching epidemic between 1970 and 1989. All the way in South Carolina at the Myrtle Beach Safari, they wanted to adopt Bubbles and bring her to their secure grounds where she could live a calm and carefree life. As Bubbles made her way across the Atlantic Ocean, no one expected just what the future would hold for the orphaned baby elephant. When Bubbles, the elephant, arrived at her new home in America, she stood only 42 inches tall and weighed 340 pounds, which is described as small and helpless for an elephant. (laughs) 340 pounds. Far from home and without her biological family, trainers weren't sure at first how Bubbles would take to life in the wildlife park. She thrived over the years, though, and reached her full size of a whopping nine feet tall, weighing 9,000 pounds. In spite of her massive size, Bubbles, the African elephant, no one would have ever guessed how she'd form an unlikely bond with a puppy. In efforts to make Bubbles feel more at home in her new habitat, the Myrtle Beach Safari constructed a pool for her to wade in. However, the pool wasn't the only thing the contractor who had been hired to make the structure left at the Wildlife Center. An adorable little black lavatory... lavatory puppy. <laughs> sorry, lav. I guess I have lavatory uh, on the mind because there's so many stories on the airplane about lav... A tories, an adorable little black Labrador puppy named Bella had also been left all by its loathsome at the site. At the time, though, no one knew just how symbolic the pool would be in the lives of the two animals. Both Bubbles the elephant and Bella the dog had been orphaned at a young age. Luckily, however, they didn't have to face the prospect of loneliness for very long. With similar backgrounds and socially inclined attitudes, the two animals were bound to forge a lasting friendship. Although they were something of an unusual pairing, the African elephant and the black lab found their way to each other and quickly became the family that neither of them had. Yet no one expected just how much of a spectacle the inseparable pair would make. The unusual animal friends quickly became a huge sensation with visitors as well as the Internet as they would regularly be found playing together on the grounds. The pool, and eventually the nearby river, presented these two the opportunity to interact in a way that developed a deep and lasting friendship. People flocked to see the beloved pair, but their reputations extended even further than the enclosure. Bubbles the elephant has become one of the best-known wild animals in the United States, and has even appeared in such films as Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, love that, and Dr. Doolittle. But it's her home life, with her friend Bella, this truly remarkable. The dog and elephant pair could be seen playing their favorite game in which Bubbles throws the ball with her trunk and Bella jumps off her friend's back into the water to retrieve it. The adorable duo loves the water, but that's not all. Both Bella and Bubbles seemed perfectly comfortable with the arrangement, and apart from playing in the water, it wasn't rare to find the black dog affectionately riding or climbing on top her patient giant buddy. They just love to romp around together, the safari staff said. It appeared that the two animals made for best of friends and proved just how far the implications of kindness and companionship can really go. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can hopefully, 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 hopefully I'll be traveling. Hopefully my ankle will cooperate around the world together. Bye.